Welcome to the Long and Short of the Week Ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. It's great to have you here with us again. Thanks very much, Matt. It's great to be here. As ever, a huge amount going on in uh, in, in macros and global markets. Uh, we're a little bit spoiled, I guess, for this week when it comes to the UK, uh, UK with a plethora of data and, of course, the autumn statement. So perhaps you can give us some insight as to what in particular you're going to be watching out for next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much, Matt. Over the last couple of weeks in the blog, we've been discussing the evolution of the developed market monetary impulse. This transition from front-loaded normalization to a more balanced, data-dependent approach as rates approach, and in some cases exceed, estimates of the neutral rate and thus enter into restrictive territory. Now, after this week's critical US CPI data, something we discuss in greater length uh, in this week's blog, there are some interesting global data points we're watching out for next week. We get the preliminary Q3 Eurozone GDP, where we will see how well the economy is holding up against the energy price and interest rate pressures on the quarter. Uh, an important factor in the unity of the governing council for future rate rises. We also get the Australian employment report, US retail sales, Japan CPI and German ZEW on the month. But perhaps the most important interest will be paid to the monthly China data suite from October, where we get industrial production, retail sales, a fixed asset investment and unemployment progress will be very closely watched there. And this will give an important update as enthusiasm grows for a gradual lifting of zero COVID policies over the winter. So plenty of macro focus in the global data next week. However, next week, as you keenly say, Matthew, is very much in many contexts all about the UK. Last week, we discussed the historic 75 basis point hike from the Bank of England with specific reference to the context of weak underlying growth in the NPR projections. The Bank of England emphasised that rates will go up less than the market expectations. And this is backed by an inflation projection that hits zero conditioned on market rates at the forecast horizon. Now, however, this is increasingly delicate balance between inflation and growth on the requisite monetary stance will remain complicated for some months and the data revolution will be key. This week, therefore, we have the CPI for October. Uh, important as the Bank of England projections are based on a Q4 peak of around 11%. Uh, so downside misses there uh, in conjunction with what we've seen in the US will be very uh, important. Uh, we get the employment report for September. Again, tightness in the labour market and wage inflation is a, a key concern for the bank. Uh, so any movement there will be closely watched. Retail sales for October will shine a light on consumer demand following energy price hikes and potentially some added caution from notable interest rate rises on the month, particularly in the mortgage sector. And right move house prices index to start the week likely show pressure building on the downside following a sharp drop in the RICS house price balance in October. All in all, huge week for UK data and one which will draw the focus of markets and the Bank of England alike. And then lastly, with a G20 at the start of the week and a very important autumn statement on Thursday, politics and geopolitics will be back to the fore. In G20, we expect little of a headline nature from this week, but there are some very important dynamics evolving in geopolitics behind the scenes with the US, Europe and China relations potentially all strategically volatile.
The autumn statement, however, will be a lot more public. Jeremy Hunt seems set to unveil a string of fiscal tightening measures with the aim of ensuring public debt falls as a percentage of GDP over the next five years. Look for dividend tax or capital gains tax hikes, the top rate of tax hike and or a change in the equivalent threshold and the breakings of the pensions triple lock. Importantly, the last of those two were manifesto pledges. So we'll watch closely the public reaction. But all of those have been publicly mooted so far. Such measures Measures uh, may further calm guilt markets, uh, provided that they come with the seal of prudential approval uh, from the OBR. Uh, but looking forward, uh, it's difficult not to be concerned about where the investment for future UK growth and, more importantly, productivity gains uh, is going to come from in the UK. Thank you, Neil. A complex and data-driven week ahead for us by the sounds of things. Perhaps on a slightly lighter note, is there anything in the world of sport perhaps to cheer us up? It's funny you should say that, Matt. I think there there may well be. We've got the last Premiership match round for the World Cup break. Newcastle versus Chelsea and West Ham. Leicester, the pick of the bunch from the weekend's action. Formula One teams line up into Lagos in Sao Paulo as the eyes of Formula One fans join the eyes of global financial markets in their focus on events in Brazil. Um, and then over the weekend, we get the second weekend of rugby internationals, England, Japan, Ireland, Fiji, Wales, Argentina and France, South Africa, likely the pick of the bunch. But it's all really about the early starts. First thing on Saturday morning, 6.30, we get the Women's World Cup. That's New Zealand against England in the cup final there. And then up again early on, on Sunday, 8 o'clock, we get the T20 Cricket World Cup final, England versus Pakistan. All woes on the fiscal and growth fronts, but in sports, it's looking very positive. A couple of early nights, perhaps, and a big breakfast for me this weekend could be rewarded with a couple of World Cups by Sunday lunch. A fantastic lineup, and for me personally, it would be nice to make a change from Peppa Pig to to the World Cup rugby <laughs> at that time of the morning. But thank you very much for joining us and for outlining your thoughts on the week ahead. As ever, we look forward to catching up with you again next week. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much, man. Thank you for joining us for the long and short of the week ahead. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead. Information data and views were accurate as at the time of recording. The views expressed by presenters are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Horizon SLJ Capital, Horizon Capital or the Intesa San Paolo Group. The information and opinions contained in this recording are for information purposes only and do not purport to be full or complete. The recording is directed to professional investors only and is not intended for and should not be relied upon by other investors. Information in this recording does not constitute an offer to buy, sell or the solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities and or any derivatives.